When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Welcome in to Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff. And this is a Wednesday episode, which means we put our reputations on the line. Only show in America that keeps track of our predictions with statistics, gentlemen. And the show is presented in part by Surly Brewing Company and TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances. TCL bringing you joy and simplicity through innovative technology are you guys ready for some actual training camp football here in oh, three God. weeks? Le- yes. What, less than three weeks, whatever it is? Yep, yep. And then I'll be set for uh, three preseason games. And after about one of those, I'll be set for <laughs> the regular season. That's always how it goes. I'm like, training camp starting in like three days. And you're like, can we, can we please see a game? And then we see a game that's like, can we please see a real game? Yeah, yes. and I think that this preseason, because – not that the starters played a lot under Mike Zimmer, but they played standard amounts, right? First quarter here, first half. Is it possible we don't see starters yes. play at all? Under Kevin I think McVeigh's, if I'm not mistaken, McVeigh uh, does not play his starters. And they, in Stafford's first year, basically said he ain't playing for sure. Not so worth the there's risk. there's a chance that Kirk Cousins does not play and Jefferson does not play and oh. down the line. And they've obviously weighed, okay, it's a new system, so maybe we do want them to play against an opposing defense, or maybe they've said, who cares? It's they're playing a base defense. They're just you know, we we run through our own plays anyways at practice. Yep. Oh, so we'll see. All right, well, let's get to the accountability session here, but first, Dex, let's hit the music. Let's do it. Most make predictions and then never admit they're wrong. Yeah. That's not Mackie and Judd. This is the place where we just totally own our horrible predictions. Write this down. And eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Write that down. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Yep. This is how it works. Three Vikings or football-related predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of completion percentage and touchdowns. And listeners, if you want to participate like Mike is about to... As a guest listener predictor, you can send us a message through the Score North app, and we'll get you scheduled sometime later on this summer or early fall. So not a lot of things come off the board this time of year, but this week we actually do have some things to to talk about. Judd didn't, so we're going to bring a previous prediction into the forefront here. You are a 
something else for doing this. You, I, for, you, I forgot all about this one. You said this, I don't know, like a year ago or something, that Kellen Mond will be the starting quarterback for the Vikings wow. in week one of 2022. What would have to happen at this point for this prediction to come true for you? There is a better chance he is not on the roster week one wow. than he is at starting quarterback. Wow. That's you think his accurate. roster spot's in jeopardy? Huh? I think he'll make the team, but they're going to decide pretty quickly here what they think of him. But, yeah, this now is mm. woefully wrong. Like, if you put this in red right now, I actually wouldn't even object. No, we'll, we'll leave it on the I know, but I'm just saying that's how – seeing this really just basically put a buzzkill on my entire day. <laughs> The Vikings' third round in general should put a buzzkill. I was kill. having yeah, a great day. Yeah. I was I was really enjoying myself, and now it's just a buzzkill. Now this. All right, I told you guys as the official J.C. Treader insider of Purple Daily here that he will still be a free agent at the end of June, and that is true. The art of he hedging. Still... Yeah, well, maybe he'll... It, it's good. He'll I sign with that. somebody. The whole thing's a little weird. Like, maybe his knee is in worse shape than... Yeah, something's up here. Like, like why he's would too it good top, to be sitting he, out there? He wants to play too, but he, yeah. you know, he doesn't. He doesn't want to play for the Jaguars or anything, but he wants to play. So why, if he wants to play, why do teams like the Vikings with bad centers, or the Niners whose center just retired? Right? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Whole thing's kind of weird. It's all strange. All right. AJ said JJ Justin Jefferson will be the number one ranked PPR wide receiver in the first rankings of July. I don't know that we specified a website, but I went to multiple. Yeah. And all of them oh. have Cooper Cup as the number one PPR wide receiver, and Justin Jefferson is like second or third on most lists. So I think I got to buzz him for this one. Yeah. God, I haven't do. seen one that has Cooper Cup below Justin Jefferson. All right, Declan, you had a busy week here, actually. Three things came off the board for you. Case Cook is who suffered a oh. devastating injury. You said he would throw multiple touchdowns and the Stars would upset the Generals. Mm, he was carted off. Yeah. What's wrong? He like his knee? leg got shattered. I think he broke his leg. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, I saw uh, the I saw the clip of him being carted off, but I didn't know what the injury was. Yeah, you said Baker Mayfield be traded to the Panthers sometime in June. Oh, but then yeah. you started making so the, the listeners yeah. got mad at you for making USFL predictions, and so you doubled down by making. Um, actually, I think this might be a touchdown here. Yes, yeah, CFL predictions. You said the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will beat the Toronto Argonauts and force at least two McLeod Bethel Thompson turnovers. That is a touchdown pass. Thank you. Because that happened. It's a parlay. Yep. Yeah. Pretty sure we gave you a touchdown in the official standings, too. Okay. Yep, you're up to seven here, so we, we did give you one. So I'm at 38.7% completions, a healthy lead over Declan, 31.3. Judd at 24, listeners at 23%. Declan leads with seven touchdowns. I'm at five, listeners at four. Judd with two touchdowns on the season. So there you have it. There is your accountability session for the week here. Uh, Judd, you're having a rough season. I've write that down, man. Case Cook is, yeah, this is really bad. I didn't realize. That was gross. I just watched what happened. Leg crumbled. Yeah, it's not. I think it's it's a fibula. Yeah, it's not good. That's that's not good at all, poor guy. I'm on the record saying that he was going to find his way on a training camp roster. No, he's not going to be playing. Probably not going to happen either. Not going to be playing football for at least a year, if not uh, beyond that. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, all right. That's the case. Let's get our. Yeah, that's insincere, Judd, right there. Not true. Not true at all. (laughs) Uh, All right. Guest listener predictor Mike coming on the show. You're making your write that down debut. 
How are you doing there, Mike? And um, when did you become a Vikings fan? So I'm doing pretty good. I became a Vikings fan around 2007. My first ever draft pick that I ever experienced as a Vikings fan was Adrian Peterson. So from there, it's basically gone downward almost after a few years, after the 09 season, really. I've realized what feeling being a Vikings fan is, and it's pretty painful. It's kind, of, yeah, it's kind of stayed mediocre, except for a couple of years in the 15 there. Um, what is your strategy today on write, on write that down? Are you throwing deep passes, checkdowns? What What are you going to be? What, who's the quarterback equivalent to what you're planning today? Um, I'd say if I had to get a quarterback equivalent, Matt Stafford a little bit, but a little bit of Cousins too. Okay, so a you might of, a little bit of both. Okay, so you might get a little reckless here and there, but not too much. See. Hunt, hunting for passes down the field. Write this down. So we're going to start with Mike over to Judd, Declan, and then back to me. The predictions must be quantifiable and football or show related. So, Mike, you're under center or under shotgun. You start us off. Okay, so first down, I'm going to be a little bit more involved here. It's going to be a Kurt Cousins prediction. It's two of them, so I'm going to do a parlay. Cousins will go 2-0 and in prime time this season. He'll beat the Eagles on Monday Night Football. He'll win on Thanksgiving against the Patriots. And he'll have a career high in wins by the end of the season with 11. Okay. Ooh, okay. That's that's bold. Yeah. That's Kirky pretty bold boy. right there. I like it. Yeah. That's more Stafford than Cousins. Yeah. Write this down. All right, Judd. Right. Kevin O'Connell will have at least two coaches from his staff leave before the 2023 season. So he'll either make some changes or he'll have success and guys will get promotions. But KOC will have at least two coaches from this initial staff leave before 2023. I'm laughing because Declan's laughing. I yeah. want to know why Declan's laughing. Because we're <laughs> you're making a prediction like that's t- 12 months from now. Yep. And I just I I've love I love the Judd. I love the Judd. A, a, a prediction 12 months from now that is 100 percent going to happen. How many? It would be a it would be a touchdown the other way if you said he's going to keep his entire coaching staff <laughs> intact in you year two in a, in a league where look at everyone's resume. Bring it's on like one haters. year here, two years there. Bring on the critics. Bring on the naysayers. I myself am very comfortable with my game plan. I'm glad. Here's the other thing about this checkdown. It's not even a checkdown to help your miserable completion percentage this year. Right. It, it's a checkdown in advance of next year. I'm getting back on track. This is how I for, get no, back but on track. For next year? Yeah. This is a write-that-down <laughs> cleanse. Oh I'm God. doing a cleanse. You're saying, I'm, I'm having a bad season, but in week four of next year, yes, I'm totally going to rain it in. Exactly. Okay. I, don't see, I don't think that there's a chance for me to win the completion percentage title for 2022, and so what I'm doing now is I am already... You're punting. Uh, I am setting up... No, I am setting up a smooth runway for 2023. Okay. Write this down. All right, Declan. All right, I have a Kevin O'Connell prediction, uh, but it will come off during the season, at least, so uh, write this down. By no later than week 10, Kevin O'Connell will be the odds-on favorite to win NFL Coach of the Year. Okay. So we did the Kevin O'Connell conversation yesterday on this topic, so I'm I'm basically saying the Vikings are getting off to a hot start, and by week 10, so it could happen anywhere between, I guess, you know, week 1 and 10, but there'll be a betting website that'll say Kevin O'Connell is the odds-on favorite to win NFL Coach of the Year. I like it. I may need help. If you if you find it in your favor, just okay. let me know. Because there's all there's like six or seven of these websites now, minimum, that just like 
pump these futures odds. So, yeah. Write this down. All right, I'm going to need Judd to remove his headphones here for my first prediction. Please. Hold on. Don't even have to do that. Okay. I'm just going to turn myself down. Okay. Just want to make sure that he's going to. Oh, Judd, Judd. Okay, he's good. <laughs> All right, write this down. So Judd had the Vikings, I think, on eight wins during our last schedule prediction. Yeah. Judd will get the optimistic feels during training camp when he's in and around the team and he's getting the Kevin O'Connell good vibes and yeah. the Kirk Cousins. Him and Kirk are buddies now at the yeah. podium, right? Yeah. So write this down. At some point before the season starts, Judd will put the Vikings on at least 10 wins. So he will go from 8 to at least 10 Feeling his optimism throughout training camp. And this is, is this the next schedule prediction, Phil, or just like between now and the start? I'm saying if we do it, if we make nine schedule predictions, he just needs to do it in Once. one of them. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if, if, if I need to, if I need to make us do a prediction every single day on the show <laughs> to increase the odds that he says 10, then, uh, then I will. But okay, you can come back now. Come on back. <laughs> All right. All right, you back? Okay. Yep. Okay. Let's see if let's see if the prediction comes off the board here before the end of the show. Write this down. You never know when it's going to strike. No, no. You or don't it could, know. could be a prediction for 2025. Yeah, you're going to you live know. in you're going to live in paralyzed fear yep. here, not knowing. Yep, I am shaken. <laughs> not stirred. Okay, uh, Mike, your second prediction. So my second prediction is the Vikings will either acquire through trade or sign a free agent. By the by, September first, that has at least one Pro Bowl appearance in his career. Ooh, ooh, who, okay. who, who's who's out there right now? Has my guy, who's got two thumbs and wants a center, my guy J.C. Treader? I don't think yeah. he's made a uh, has he made a Pro Bowl. Oh. I'm not sure, but you know, really, tra- he hasn't. I think where this could hit for Mike is if you know, like a injury happens, like. Like if KJ Osborne was significantly hurt, or, or like a, an injury happens, and they could bring in someone, and get or Kyle Kyle Rudolph if they bring Kyle or Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph comes back, Linval Joseph. Okay, here's a, he a here's another question: yes. If he's signed to a one day contract, does this count? Oh, to retire my as a gosh. Viking? Yes, I think it does. it does. I think it does. It does. What's, what's the prediction again? The Vikings will acquire, or the, by by September first, the Vikings will sign or acquire a player that's a former Pro Bowler. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If he, if it, how does that work? Do you have to, when you sign a guy to a one day contract, do you have to waive somebody else? No. I no. Don't think so. I, it, it's a ceremonial contract. Yeah. So like it's it's not really official. Okay, then we can have that debate if yeah. it happens. Yeah. It'd be a fun debate. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I'll fight uh, for you, Mike. Pat I'll signed, fight for you. Pat came back and signed one before the draft. I don't know, way back when. Pat Williams. Pat Williams signed a one day contract with. The Didn't Vikings. he play longer with the Bills? And he came across. Or did he play longer with the Vikings? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But it was a ceremonial thing. I mean, they they didn't have to like a- add him to the actual ninety man roster at the time. Right. Uh, before you make your next prediction here, Judd, why don't you tell the audience why you are so chiseled? The summer of Judd's physique. Uh, yes, exactly. Because down forty pounds thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And in fact, I want to tell you all about an opportunity here, an opportunity for teamwork, an opportunity for family bonding, an opportunity for for you and your girlfriend or wife if you are trying to both lose weight to do it. And it is as, as simple as this. I'm down, as I said, 40 pounds. Dawn's down five plus pounds. She joined a few weeks back, and things are going great. 
There's a support system in place, and that is where this deal comes in right now. It's the Simple Start Plan. Livia, only $59. That's right. Fifty-nine bucks, eight five five go L I V E A Livia dot com. If you're in town, that's great. If you're not, virtual consultation. This program, I'm going to say it again, is as easy as it gets, and the support system is fantastic. And now imagine doing it like with your spouse, where you're both involved and you're making meals, you're eating healthy, and you're shedding those unwanted pounds. Livia L I V E A dot com. Check it out and get in shape. Declan, uh, why don't you tell the audience about the event coming back to the Twin Cities here later this month, the 3M Open, which uh, I've had a great time at before, and they keep announcing some big names as well the last few days. Yeah, we talked about yesterday. I think be prepared the next coming days, and the PGA Tour must be big fans of Purple Daily because just right after uh, Purple Daily posted yesterday, they announced Jason Day is coming, Stuart Sink's coming, Hideki Matsuyama's coming, Danny Willett's coming. A bunch of great former PGA Tour winners are coming to the 3M Open July 18th through the 24th at TPC Twin Cities. Uh, you can get your tickets to see all these guys at 3MOpen.com slash tickets. 3MOpen.com slash tickets. Kids 15 and under also get in free with a paid adult ticket. Again, 3MOpen.com slash tickets. And if you like to hit the open road, it's riding season here for the foreseeable future in the state of Minnesota and beyond. Dennis Kirk has you covered with over 160,000 parts and accessory in stock. Same-day shipping on orders placed before 8 p.m., and also uh, free shipping on orders over $89. Get in gear. They ship today. Ride more, weight less at DennisKirk.com. All right. Write this down. We are back to Judd here for your second Write That Down prediction, sir. Okay, much to the chagrin of uh, Dex, I'm going to continue on my path of predictions that will not hit until 2023. (laughs) Nope. It's another Vikings. It's another Vikings assistant coach prediction, and I'm surprised that this has not been made previously. The Vikings will have a female position coach by next season at the latest. So they've got certainly training staff um, and and people in positions, but they don't have an actual position coach. Uh, they will have a female position coach by 2023 at the latest. Okay. All right. Write this down. All right. Uh, Declan? All right, my uh, second prediction, and, and Judd can keep his headphones on for this one because I'm, I want to bait him into doing it, and I want, and I want this oh, wow. just to happen for the show. So write this That's down. Bold. Kirk Cousins will give Judd a good question or a good point nod at some point during training camp podium questions. So Judd's going to ask Kirk a question. Kirk is going to give him, that's a good question, that's a good point. Reference to Judd at some point during training camp. Okay, how much leeway do we have here if Kirk says... That's an interesting one, or that's a that's a tough one, or something. I, so it's got to be a I'm good a or great. Good question, good point, great question, great point. Like it, it, it he's he's giving. Kudos. He will be acknowledging that yes. it's a good question in some form. Correct. Then, okay. There's there could be some gray area that we can discuss, but but yeah. it's, it'll be pretty black and white that he's complimenting Judd's question. I love this because I feel like for where you guys were at a year ago, very standoffish. He thought you were questioning his personal beliefs, and now it feels like you guys have a little bit more of a chemistry in your back and forths. I think that Mm -hmm. the – so two podium sessions ago after an OTA, he was not great with me. The next one I think was a a mini camp. He was better. I think that's as good as it's going to get. I don't see a great – I I saw a a big leap, a big leap in the last interaction. 
I, I don't see it. There'll be some buttering up. Less and, pursed. Hey, that's a good point. You know, our offense really is starting to click a little bit, and JJ's having a great All camp, right. blah, blah, blah. He's going to give you the good point. Also, wow. you've been, to your credit, you've been we'll lobbing him some see. softballs. Okay, yeah. like last year, you went in high heat, upper well, 90s, under the chin. because he was the vaccine, and I had to know, and people wanted to know what was going well, on. I know. That's fine. And, that, and, of course, then he starts talking about a plexiglass around his cubicle and stuff. No, so he kind of dug his own hole We're going to go there. out to the field in December <laughs> under a goalpost and meet. We're going to meet outside. There's a blizzard happening. No, I mean, we that's need to go when Zim <laughs> lost it Write completely. this down. Uh, all right. Write this down. Zadarius Smith will win NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Okay. Wow. He's going to go back to being one of the great like pass rushers in the NFL. Great I think one. Joe Burrow won it last year. Basically, if you miss a whole season due to injury and you come back, you have a good chance at NFL Player Comeback Player of the Year. Zadarius right. Smith will win NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Write that Write down. Write this down. All right, Mike, your third and final prediction, man. So I'm going to go fantasy-related here. Nice. And it's going to be with Vikings tight end Irv Smith. You'll be a top ten fantasy tight end by the end of the season. So are we going um, like PPR total total standard. points or something? Standard. Okay, so standard and then just total fantasy points, right? Yep. All right. Okay. All right. I think if he stays like healthy, that. you know, he should get enough. He should get huh? enough action. Yeah, he should. You know, five six touchdowns or something, six seven hundred yards should put him in the the 7 through 10 range with with some upside. So, all right, Mike, since you've got this platform here, this life-changing moment right now on Purple Daily in front of the millions or, I don't know, thousands or whatever, uh, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this peak moment? Well, I'll thank Justin of Rochester, who I know you guys have had on here quite a few times. And I'll, I'll thank just you guys, too, for having a great show. I really enjoy it. And yeah, that's about it. Like, and just for myself, if you can give me a follow on Twitter at, at Mike Castellino yeah. or at the Purple Code, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, be much appreciated. Anyway, yeah, that, that's all I gotta say. Awesome, man. Well, great Thank work, you, Mike. Mike. We wish you luck. Uh, the Purple Code, Vikings content platform. And we'll get you on again sometime, Mike. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, guys. Appreciate all right, it. There he is, guest listener predictor, Mike throwing the ball down the field here. And we go back to Judd, your third prediction. All right, my third and final prediction. Justin Jefferson's next contract will make him the highest-paid wide receiver in the National Football League. Now, this has been an ascending group of guys that are being paid what some would consider ridiculous amounts. Uh, But I think that, that when all is said and done, it won't stay this way in perpetuity because these things are always being jumped. But when he signs the contract, it will make him the highest-paid wide receiver in the National Football League. Who are the other – are there any other receivers in his draft class of the the handful of guys that went above him that are up for similar contracts? They're not going to be – no, I don't uh, think with him, no. So he'll kind of be the next guy. And it just, yes. If he's – yeah. So he's – I don't know if – this is probably not a touchdown prediction because it's, it's likely unless he gets hurt or something. Mm-hmm. But um, then the Vikings will have to decide – do they want to be the ones that pay that contract? Yeah, I think they have to Some be. teams are deciding that they don't want to be. The Chiefs decided they don't want to be with Tyree Kill. Yeah, the Packers kind of decided they Or was it more that Devontae decided that he didn't want to sign Devontae it with the got, Packers? Yeah, I think Devontae got tired of it. I think the Packers were, were like, oh, yeah, take our cash. And he's like, ah, I'm sort of bored with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and Aaron's theatrics. And Aaron's a weirdo. Write yeah, this do down. All right, Dex. All right, third and final prediction. Another CFL one for me. 
Involving, you make uh, fun of me for punting down yeah, the road on predictions, and then you get judge. CFL and USFL, I'm sorry. and the public has already said they're tired of this crap. Not all get the public. Ass, you, you, this, is, uh, this is fake news and smearing. There are people in the YouTube <laughs> comment section who, who think Dude, it's just off, fine that I'm making these predictions for a lot of football. Yeah, league. you know what they are? They're bots. They're Russian no. bots. They're your family and <laughs> no. friends. No. As I have my DX shirt on, no, I give you, I give you the shot there. All right. Bo <laughs> Levi Mitchell. Who was lacked, once lacked so much self-awareness with the Vikings, he basically blew his chance of getting a tryout and a shot with, with the team because he wanted to take Kirk Cousins' job. So he's the quarterback of the uh, Calgary Stampeders. I don't know if you guys know that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So write it down. Bo Levi Mitchell will throw for at least 300 yards, and the Calgary Stampeders beat the Edmonton Elks this week in CFL football. Write it down. He hasn't thrown for 300 yards in a game yet. I want to make that clear. Okay, that was my next question. How likely is this? Okay, if he hasn't done it yet, then like they're three and zero. This will be a touchdown. So Calgary's been good, but I'm going to parlay it three hundred yards and a win over the Elks. He didn't blow his chance. The Vikings said, "What's your goal?" And he said, "To be your starting quarterback and beat out Kirk." And the Vikings are like, "Whoa, dude! We can't. Whoa, have... this is not going to work." I love how teams encourage that such like, a competition everywhere. We want competition everywhere, <laughs> except weird. there. We don't yeah, want any competition at quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he should have just kept his mouth shut. But that, that, that's a touchdown if it happens. Okay. All right, this is the final Write one here. Down. And then we'll get into a historical pie chart of praise. Write this down. Kirk Cousins will have a higher QBR than Aaron Rodgers in the first meeting this season, which is week one. Oh, okay. So uh, Kirk yeah. Cousins versus Aaron Rodgers in week one. Kirk Cousins will have the higher QBR in that game. That's ESPN's QBR. So we'll just go to ESPN to uh, to confirm that. And there you have it. Those are you write, write that down, down predictions here. We get closer and closer to actual training camp action. And if you guys want to be guest listener participants like Mike was, you can always hit us up on the Score North app where uh, it's free to download. and It's a central hub for everything we do here at Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd, uh, scorenorth.com. So we had a bunch of great requests, YouTube comment section. We One of our listeners floated out, you guys should do pie charts of blame and praise, but for historical games and events. The 98 NFC Championship game, the Brett Favre throw across his body, and um, we will definitely do some of those famous games. But someone set us, uh, I wish I had his name, but someone hit us up in the YouTube comment section yesterday and said, you should do one on just the play, Randy Moss <laughs> lateraling the football over his shoulder to Mo Williams. Do we have a clip of that play yes. that, we, that we can play? Yeah. Okay, let, let me fire up the official. Let's let's make this official here. Get into this. Now on Mackie and John. If you wanted better charts that you could see the fine print on. The pie chart of praise. You should be singing his praises. Okay, so we have a, I don't know, it's a pretty short clip because it's just one play here, but... We're going to show you the play on the YouTube channel. You'll hear the the commentary. Just for the this is the TV version, right? This isn't yeah. the we can't play the radio one. Yeah, I should probably should have told you that. Uh, it's we're the one you there. said, Dex. This was good for a clip, and okay. I got it. So I think we're okay. Okay, I think cool. Because the there's there's a young Paul Allen, yeah. and if we play that clip, we're going to get a phone call from the uh, one of the other radio stations uh, in town saying you can't, you don't have the rights to play that. I don't know. So here's the the, the TV audio for <laughs> the audio audience, and then we will do a deep dive into this play. Let's fire it up. The biggest difference in this football team this year. Culpepper. With time running out here in the first half. All kinds of time. Going to throw it deep for Moss. Pulls it in at the 10-yard line. Flicks it over his head. This is a touchdown. 
year was 2003. It was week seven. The Vikings were 5-0 and and coming off a bye. Just one of the great starts in franchise history. And they were hosting the 5-1 and Denver Broncos. The game was tied at seven late in the first half. Vikings were facing a third and 24 from their own 40-yard line with 12 seconds left. And Dante Culpepper drops back to pass, rolls out to his right, away from pressure, throws all the way across the field, 50 yards in the air to Randy Moss, who catches it at the 10-yard line with no time on the clock, sees Mo Williams streaking across the field and throws over his shoulder blind to Mo Williams, who walks in the rest of the way for a touchdown, giving the Vikings a lead, and they would go on to win the game, start off 6-0, and and that was kind of the peak of the 2003 season because they wound up missing the playoffs after a two thousand after a, a six and zero start. Oh, yeah, that's the uh, in- infamous no game. Yes, yes, it is the infamous in Arizona. No. <laughs> the Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs game. So uh, let's start with Judd. What is your pie chart of praise for one of the most oh, recognizable plays in Vikings history? So, you know, it's probably. Really, in fairness, 97% Moss. Because, I mean, it's just a great play. He came back for the ball. He he then instinctually um, tossed the ball over his shoulder. But that's no fun. Like, that's not a fun pie chart. So I rethought this, knowing full well that I'm probably dispersing a little bit too much credit here. But for the sake of the historical pie chart of this play, here it goes. 60% to Moss. Because I mean, he just gets the most credit. Like the the whole thing, the the pass by Dante is a nice pass. But as Moss said on the clip that you also sent us, um, when he's talking about it years after the fact, it's underthrown. He actually stops and comes back, and the defenders I think are surprised. And so, like everything he did on that play was pure Moss, athletic genius, uh, athletically gifted, everything about it. I mean that that all it. In a nutshell, that play really speaks to the entire package of Moss because in addition to being incredibly talented, he also is a really smart player. Mm-hmm. And like for him to make that adjustment and be like, oh, crap, it's coming back and it's like a punt, that's just a great play. 60% to Moss. Okay. All right, 20% to Dante. Not so much because of the pass as the rollout and, and the actual ability to escape pressure. And as he heaves that ball, he gets hit. So like that's a nice play. Yeah, Reggie it, Reggie Hayward, number ninety eight, just absolutely destroyed him. Yeah, on that and play. he easily could have at that point in time the pass could have been I don't know deflected on the hit. There could have been a lot of things. He made a nice play. Um, so Moss made the key adjustment, but for Dante to simply get rid of that ball is is a nice play, and that's the and that's the key thing to that play actually continuing. So Moss sixty percent. Dante, 20%. 15% to Mo, because Mo was in position there. Um, and I thought I had heard, and Moss does not talk about this on the clip, I thought I had read or heard that they'd actually goofed around with a similar type of play in practice before that, hmm. and that Mo, like for Mo to be streaking back there is a really nice play. So just heads up, awareness to continue going, because that play looks like it's going to probably just die right there. And Mo didn't stop, so 15% to Mo. If you're keeping a score, I'm at 95%. Because I am also going to award 5%. Because if you go back and watch that clip slowly, 
Mike Rosenthal, the left tackle, holds something fierce. So the Broncos. Did uh, you think it was a hold? Oh my God! He like grabs <laughs> his he grabs his jersey. Just, I don't know. Can we just play, play the first play yeah. the first ten seconds? The biggest difference in this football team this year. It's a hold, and then a tackle. It's a hold. He grabs the upper part of his jersey. Anyway, five percent, not to Mike. God bless him. Five percent to the referee who said this play was far too good to kill that. Because <laughs> the Broncos post play are like looking around for any type of flag. Like something's got to be wrong there, right? You know what? I would far uh, well after the fact now have that play survive. Then, man, that looked like a great play, but it wasn't, and then we're not talking about it today. Like, it's one of the most single recognizable, probably, just plays um, from the history of the franchise, just as far as, like, one play goes. Like, there's Rashad's catch off the Kramer, Hail Mary, the Miracle play, but, I mean, that one's so absurd, it fits in. So, 5%, thank you to the official who didn't try and find a reason to throw a flag because they Rock often do. knows how you feel about pie. All right, so uh, so you have four slices of pie there for, for yes. that play. Okay. 60% to Moss, 20% to Dante, 15% to Moe for the play itself and keeping going, and 5% to the officiating crew for not calling what I thought was an obvious hold by Mike Rosenthal. Okay, so uh, I see this a little bit differently, similar in some spots, but I'm going to give you my pie chart here presented by our new friends at Equity Partners. So we met our guy Ryan at the uh, the draft party a few months back in late April. Huge Vikings fan, and his partner, uh, his company is called Equity Partner. So if you're in the market to sell your house, but you're a little bit worried about the timing, it is kind of tough because you're trying to sell your house, time up the buying of a new house, and maybe the remodeling or the tweaking of your house to maximize value. That's where Equity Partners comes in to make the process 100% hassle-free with their WeHab program. From simple fixes to remodels, they will partner with you to fix up your home before you put it on the market. You can move before you sell, non-contingent on the sale of your home. This is huge. It irons out the timing of everything. Find out more at EquityPartnersMN.com. That's EquityPartnersMN.com. Um, also, uh, you know, you know, you may say it's holding. I say it was uh, just a great strategic. Uh, blocking of a... It, it's a play that the officials aren't going to throw a flag on. Cheers to Mike Rosenthal, Judd Zolgad. Oh, yes. And and cheers to all of you who are properly celebrating the summer of Surly. And it is underway in full swing with your with Supremes, Logic Bombs, in my case, often a Furious. But no matter what the drink, make sure it is from Surly Brewing and our friends as we continue to celebrate the fact that it is beer season. And the answer to, well, what type of beer, Judd? A Surly beer. That's the answer, a Surly. All right, here is my pie chart. Don't you laugh, Declan. It's a summer the Surly, damn it. Pay respect to it. Pie. Declan, do you have a comment? No, I don't. I, I'm not laughing at that at You're all. You're a Logic Bomb fan. I don't know what your problem is. I, I love all the beers. You have a problem with me? No, I have no problem with you. No. I think it's your general persona. Mm-hmm. Your happy summer of surly persona. In 2025. <laughs> just chuckle. What? Uh, just a, just a oh, yeah, yeah, Mr. CFL. Yeah. Evening yeah. Chat. Look at this. You're going right. to find a football league in India next. <laughs> oh, let's do that. All right. I have five slices. Wow. Five nice. slices. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. 
Probably could have gone six, but I'm going to go five here. Five, I'm going to start at the bottom. The smallest slice, 5% goes to the Broncos secondary for putting three guys on Randy Moss and completely ignoring all other possibilities on that play. Now, I get that your first thought isn't, oh, he's going to throw a ball over his shoulder, but, like, you know, do you need three guys to take him down? He's not He's not a hulking. He's not Christian Okoye or Jerome Bettis. Okay, maybe put one guy on the outside to make sure nothing crazy happens, okay? 5% also to the offensive line. Where you see holding, I see a brilliant brick wall set up to protect Dante Culpepper. Let's start with Bryant McKinney's pancake block on the left side. Just yeah. just absolutely puts a guy on his hey. back and gives Dante Culpepper uh, peace of mind on the blind side. Uh, you know, I thought Mike Rosenthal on the right side did a good job of just, of just standing his guy up. I don't know that Dante even had to flush from the pocket. He just kind of did instinctually. That was a very clean pocket. And Dante decided, you know, just in case, I'm going to roll out to the right here by myself a little extra time. But 5% to the offensive line for doing a great job in a Hail Mary scenario. 20% to Dante Culpepper himself for extending the play with his leg, running out to the right, and using his cannon arm to throw a ball 50 yards in the air down the field and then however many yards across the field. He was like outside of the right hash marks and threw that ball all the way over to the left side of the field with uh, Reggie Hayward barreling down on him, just got absolutely trucked as he threw that ball right on the money. A little underthrown, I guess. But Dante Culpepper for just a vintage Dante Culpepper improvisational play. 40% to Randy Moss, which is my top slice of pie, for all the reasons Judd said, you know, just having the instincts and the, the guts to make that play. But let's not sleep on 30% to Mo Williams. Yeah. If you watch this play, there's a couple other videos on YouTube where they show like the all 22 of this play. So he is on the Broncos 40 yard line when that ball is released. It's a Hail Mary, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Culpepper right, has a big ball. arm. Now, Culpepper getting smoked, the ball was shorter than it normally would have been. Right. But that's a Hail Mary pass, and Mo Williams is essentially just, I don't know, just a wheel route out of the backfield. There's really no reason for him to continue on with that play. But he starts sprinting from the 40-yard line as the ball is in the air. Randy Moss catches it at the 10. And because Mo Williams, coming from the right side of the field, sprinting diagonally across for no reason other than just to hustle, right? And he's in the right place at the right time because he kept going. And Randy Moss tosses the ball over his shoulder. And Mo Williams' hustle is rewarded. I think it's a great lesson for all you young kids out there playing Pop Warner football Play through the whistle. And Mo Williams played through the whistle, and because of it, he is one of the more uh, noteworthy figures in an infamous play in Vikings and NFL history. Play with really good players. You get a Moss <laughs> on your team. But if he doesn't keep going. I know, it's a nice play. I, I'm you know? telling you, I think, I think Moss or Mo the next day talked about the fact that they had toyed around with something like that in practice. Yeah. Now, my guess is it wasn't. It might not have been a, behind the back, but like I think... I think with Moss, Mo and guys like that knew that no play was probably dead, right? Yeah. yeah. Very few guys could could make that catch, much less actually have the state of mind as they're being brought down to hurl it over their shoulder. Yeah, but if Mo Williams doesn't keep running, then Moss just gets tackled at the 10? Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, maybe they lose the game and... Don't even have a chance to make it exciting in Week 17 to against the choke in Week 17 while the Packers are kicking the Broncos' ass, which is what happened. The Broncos were the team that got destroyed by the by the Packers in Week 17. All right, Declan, 
All right, I'll run through mine here. Uh, I'm actually going to start from the bottom, and I'm going to give 5% to the Denver Broncos defense for allowing such a play to happen. And I know Mo Williams is streaking across here, and they don't really, maybe don't account for him, but they also allow Randy Moss to basically get up there, no problem. There's no one around, there's no one around him. He comes down to the ball, no biggie. Tosses it to Mo, and they have no answer to get Mo Williams either. There's like five guys behind Randy Moss. Not one of them could have flanked over to the right and potentially got Mo Williams, even with a full head of steam. So I'm actually going to give 5% of the blame to the defense. They could have also gotten off Dante a little bit better. If I'm a Broncos fan, I'm on the other side of this history lesson. I bet this play infuriates me because it's just like, are you kidding me? Like, did this really just happen to us? I don't think it's at the level of Mike Vick running against the Vikings. You know, like, I don't think it's that much of like, because the Vikings obviously, obviously know that play. Like, I can't believe that happened to us. But I do think the Broncos defense does deserve some blame. And I do kind of curious what the Broncos fans think of this play from, from their perspective. So 5% to the Broncos' defense. 15% to Dante. Uh, Dante with, with was able to abide time. Yes, he has a cannon of an arm. I didn't really factor in the fact that, yes, he is on the right hash and basically launches a missile while getting absolutely smoked from the back, too. Because I always th- I kind of thought at first this play was underthrown by Dante to a degree, but, I mean, he put everything he had into this throw. But Dante was the one who sets it up, so I'm going to give 15% to Dante Culpepper. Uh, and then I go... to Mo Williams for just the athleticism of, I'm going to run down the field here, I'm going to do my best. Catching that lateral too, running pretty much full speed, or not close to it, that's hard to do, man. There's a lot of butterfingers out there, we've seen it. So so Mo Williams gets 30%, and then Randy for the last chunk of pie, the biggest chunk of pie, 50% for Randy Moss, because I, to Judd's point, I bet this was designed and also up to Randy to say like, no, I I can get that ball to him. You can definitely know Randy Moss can hear his twang in the tuttle saying, huddle saying, I can get that ball to Mo. That's no problem. So I'm going to give 50% to Randy Moss. So 5% to the Broncos defense, 15% to Dante, 30% to Mo Williams, 50% to Randy Moss. Love it. The Rock knows how you feel about And there's our first historical pie chart. That is an iconic play, though. I mean, that is so true. That's a fun play to break down. Yes. So keep the suggestions coming. We will definitely keep mixing in historical pie charts of praise and blame here in the the coming weeks. Uh, real quick, if you want to find out how you can get involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters, which provides one-to-one mentoring relationships to children facing adversity, go to federatedchallenge.org. Federated's raised $44 million for Big Brothers Big Sisters since 2005, just bringing in all of their partners and their network. Uh, it's a great, great support system for kids. Big Brothers Big Sisters. Again, find out more how you can make a difference at federatedchallenge.org. All right, boys. There you have it. Historical pie charts. Write that down. Predictions pushed into 2029 by Judd. We got CFL you got it all predictions, on this and I'm show. taking heat. We got C- <laughs> We are now in the Canadian Football League, and I'm taking heat. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple uh-huh. Daily.